0: The podcast you're about to hear was recorded in Anchor. To start your own conversation, go to anchor.fm to download the app or find us in the App Store.
1: Hey, this is Mike from Anchor. Hey, everyone. So today at Facebook's annual F8 conference, they announced a bot platform for Messenger, which many people expected they would, which will essentially allow developers to build automated bots Uh, to live inside of Messenger. So you could be chatting with a friend inside of Facebook Messenger or you could be chatting with um, a local business or you could be chatting with something like Kayak or Uber or CNN uh, instead of using a full-blown visual application. And many people had expected that they would do this. Many people in technology are predicting that this is the sort of next wave of applications Uh, But I wanted to put this wave out there and find out what all of you thought. What do you think of bots? What do you think of the opportunity for developers with this new platform? Do you think in a year, two years, three, from now, everybody's going to be interacting with applications through bots? Or do you think we will continue to interact with applications through a visual interface, much like we do now? Uh, Looking forward to hearing everyone's opinions on this one. Thanks.
0: Barbara KB. Hey, Michael. Yeah, there are bots everywhere. There's bots all over the Internet, bots in real life. Why not in Facebook Messenger? Absolutely. Seems like a great idea. Absolutely. I never want to call a 1-800 number again. I want to order a pizza through Messenger. Sure. And an Uber car? Great. No problem. One app so that I don't have to have 20 of them on my phone for different in particular retail experiences that I have. Sounds like a great idea.
2: Michael i would be the first person to say that this is not gonna go anywhere it's just gonna go to the hip side it's gonna be just like when the days of like calling a phone a phone number and you talking to that robot you're not really gonna get the results you're really looking for unless you talk really clear and precise or don't have a muffled phone um, to be quite honest with you it'd be something of a special feature you won't use it every single day it'd be like another text
3: message hey this is Andrew Michael I'm not a developer but I do consider myself to be somewhat tech savvy and I'm just having a hard time wrapping my head around the usefulness of bots unless you're talking about an ecosystem in which bots are completely replacing apps and you're now just conversing with various companies' bots through Messenger. I guess I could see that, but it almost feels like six of one. And if people get comfortable with apps, it might make the switch over to bots uh, challenging at first, um, which I guess is true for most tech. Not everybody's an early adopter. Hey, this is Mike from Anchor.
1: Hey Andrew, so here are a few examples. Uh, The one that Mark Zuckerberg used in his keynote was uh, you'll never have to call 1-800-Flowers again because you could just chat with 1-800-Flowers or a bot at 1-800-Flowers instead of having to call them or even go to their website. So that's one example. Another example might be chatting with a restaurant recommendation service. So instead of going to a website, you could just chat with this bot and say, Hey, service. Can you please recommend a restaurant in Flatiron, New York City? Um, let's see. Another example could be chatting with Uber and uh, talking to a bot or a person, asking them to, uh, you know, to dispatch a car to your location so you could get a ride instead of using the app to do so. So those are just a couple different examples. Of course, they would all exist within Facebook Messenger and. Uh, Yeah, that's the general idea, but it'll be interesting to see if people do it.
3: Hey, this is Andrew. Michael, thanks for those examples. That's helpful. Uh, I wonder if people who are just using Messenger for just standard person-to-person messaging will embrace this as a commerce platform um, or customer service platform, or if they'll feel as though that personal exchange is being invaded I'll be interested to see how that plays out
4: Andrew, real-life application. I was working for a company that was developing social media platforms for the automotive industry. Uh, This goes back about four years ago when they started investing in this technology very heavily. Obviously, they don't want to miss a lead if you are interested in a car and you send them an email or you want to uh, chat with a representative on a website, as an example. All that stuff's been run by a lot of the automotive people now for um, a long Long time with bots so you send the email you get a request from a helpful person you're chatting with somebody you think it's a helpful person 99% of the time there's nobody on the other end it's a bot doing all of that now there's a triage system where at one point you're going to talk to a human being but I've seen countless case studies where uh, people have been interacting in quotes with someone for three or four days over the weekend and they think they're talking to someone and they think it's the best customer experience they've ever had have bots that are answering questions via Twitter. They have bots that are answering emails. They have bots that are answering the chat stuff. And if you watch those scripts, the the back and forth, what happens, it's so simplistic in some cases. Are you guys open on Sunday? Yes, we are. Do you have this Taurus in black? Yes, we do. Would you like to stop out? Would you like to schedule an appointment? All this thing that's going back and forth, all this back and forth, no human on the other end, like I said, until it gets to a certain point Probably uh, fairly long into the conversation uh, is is where uh, a handshake occurs, basically, between the system, that's the bot that's running the show, and the human, actually, that you finally do talk to or make the appointment with. Um, The automotive industry, like I said, has been doing it. I know they're doing it. Real estate. There's all sorts of industries that have been all over this for years now. So this is just getting to Facebook. But it's not new. It's been happening for quite a while.
3: Vicki Mack. Totally makes sense to me if I go to a website that I'm trying to get information on and I talk to, you know, it says, let's chat and absolutely expect a bot. I just don't see it in Messenger. I mean, maybe in Twitter. I don't know.
4: So, Vicki, I'm not sure exactly how it's going to shake out either, but um, imagine a scenario like this as a possibility uh you go buy a car and you're just uh tickled to death because you got a new car and the dealer of course has a facebook presence as well as you they take your picture in front of the car that sort of thing and or they shoot video or whatever they're doing you know there's some sort of a happy moment there that they capture they tag you of course and then your friend looks at it starts asking you questions about it well they know at that point that uh there's been a um, back and forth between you and the friend because of the tag, because of the trail, because of that digital footprint that's, uh, that's just tooken, taken place between you uh, and that person and then the, uh, you know, the uh, digital image that is followed with it. So um, as you start to ask more questions and perhaps uh, show some sort of interest, there's a way there that they could possibly initiate a contact with you and use the messenger service for it. There's a bunch of companies that have apps. Pizza Hut, everybody has one now. Papa John's, everybody's got an app. Even, you know, a lot of mom and pop type places like that have apps, order food. Why would you have to go to the app? Why why leave one app for another app to go do that? If you're in there and you're looking at pictures, you know, you've liked them on Facebook, you're you're following their page, you're looking at the pictures of their pizza, why not right there just go boom, I'm ordering, I'm on. Yes, I'll take the pepperoni. Yes, (laughs) I want uh, a large, uh, yeah, two-liter bottle of pop. Whatever Uh, you know, there's lots of ways they're going to figure out how to, how to wheedle their way into your good graces and and make it a, uh, as they say, a win-win situation. Hello,
2: Michael. Hey, I have some uh, mixed opinions about this. Uh, I manage social media at a fairly large university hospital, and we're already engaging at very high levels on Facebook, where to the tune where we get two to three questions already coming in through Facebook Messenger a day, and we're seeing our regular phone calls uh, starting to drop. But what I find it troubling sometimes is the authenticity of our answers that we can answer on social media. Uh, many times our answers require empathy, or they require uh, you know humor in a lot of ways. Uh, and that's a big part of our brand so i'm not really 100 percent sure that the bots will be able to um replace what we're doing already but i'd be interested in knowing more about that i'm that real tech guy
1: hey this is mike from anchor colin thanks for these waves question for you can you tell when it's a bot versus when it's a human when you're on the, the customer side of the equation, can you tell? Yeah. And if you can, how does that expect uh, how does that affect the experience for you? Does it I mean, does it make for a negative experience? Is it is it better if you're talking to a human? Do you feel like it's more personable, more relatable, more genuine? Um, just I, I'm always curious to hear people's opinions on how they feel about talking to something that isn't real.
4: I don't think you can always tell, uh, and I, I, my wife laughs at me because I, I try to mess with them sometimes. I will, um, I'll, you know, ask something nonsensical, I'll, I'll type the sentence, uh, because a duck, question mark, or the color orange, uh, something like that, something that makes no sense, and they almost always give you some sort of a, an answer that sounds very conversational, um. I'm sorry, I don't think I understood what you were typing. Could you tell me more? Things like that. So I don't know if you can always tell. I think may- maybe um, it depends on, you, like anything in the world, you get what you pay for. That company that I left the link for, um, that Ava thing, I have seen the scripting for that, and that is crazy how good that they've, they've made that product. So um, you can't always tell, and I've tried to mess with it. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's it.
0: Ingrid. So when you look at the future of bots, where do you think the biggest potential for them is? And uh, where do you think the biggest limitations for bots lie?
4: So uh, one of the individuals on here said that he was with a hospital. And... um, and he talked about, you know, the, the questions and things that come in through Facebook. So um, I think where it would be incredibly helpful in a situation like that and with a lot of businesses is that, you know, something comes up at 2.30 in the morning, there's somebody giving them a thoughtful response, um, even though it's... It's not a real person. It's still you know. There's the thought behind it. Everything's spelled correctly. There's always please and thank you, and uh, and that sort of exchange. So really, what it does is it gives you time to react with a human at the appropriate point. So um, certainly the first part, obviously, times uh, with a lot of times within a interaction back and forth. Uh, a lot of that stuff uh, is just repetition, so it, it does get to a point there where you need real people. And part two, uh, the other thing, you know, it, a lot of times businesses have some sort of CRM system, and they're, they you know, they want to monitor and track and record how they're. Um, you know, their, their their business interacts with clients or customers or, or um, you know, members uh, in the case of a lot of nonprofits, things like that. So what a tool like this, well, the AI thing, what it allows them to be able to do more accurately is respond uh, m- more quickly, more often if needed. Um, they can um, really put uh, uh, the science uh into play as to how often they should react, how that works best for whatever it is that you're doing. And when the human factor is involved with that, it's much easier to let things slip between the cracks. There's more um, opportunity for failure. So I think it just keeps uh, everybody, the real people, uh, doing a better job.
0: Ingrid. Hey Colin, thank you so much for your answers. You're giving me all kinds of ideas about the potential of bots. Like I'm wondering if someday we're all gonna have our own personal bots for, I don't know, when we need to give out automated information or automate interactions, um, even just on a very personal casual level. And I'm also wondering about um, sort of a hybrid uh, model for bots where, Um, Sometimes you're interacting with a robot, but when it's necessary, a real human steps in. So you sort of get this perfect blend between automated and real human interaction. Um, How far do you think we can go in this direction of bots? Like, I know you talked about trying to fool bots, and you found it very difficult to tell whether it was human or not, which astonished me. I underestimated this whole bot thing. But how important, in general, do you think it will be for people to know that they're talking to a real human
4: those are good questions and I wish I knew all the answers it's kind of scary when you think about it your own human bot yeah Um, and I'm sure they're gonna do this with with vocal stuff that uh, is like amazing Um, it's just bound to happen but um, and soon so um, I think in some cases we're not gonna care at all just as long as you know what's in it for me gets taken care of if I am asking a question uh, I want to know how to register for the event and somebody answers the question I don't care if it's a bot or not I've just got My information, so I'm I'm Pat, I'm happy. Um, In some cases, though, businesses are realizing that they can take this pretty far. Like in the case of real estate, I know they're using it pretty heavily. And when they get an appointment set, that's when uh, uh, the bell goes off for the person to get involved because you know the bot's not going to show the house. So um, I think it's going to vary, and I think we probably will have our own personal version at some point. Scary as that sounds.
1: As a user, I want to leave all the apps behind. I want everything to be native. So, I very much want bots to succeed. But um as a designer, well, uh, it wouldn't be very beneficial for me because I just I want to design interfaces and bots wouldn't
3: need those. Hmm.
2: I think we're a couple of years out. Away from bots becoming mainstream um, and incorporated into our current model of software development, you know, I think most major companies today are still struggling with social media. you know they're starting to saturate the market just a little bit, but I think you know they're starting to get their hands on it and same thing with small businesses. So now when you're adding talking about virtual reality and adding bots into the play, I think we're still a little far off from that plus I think there's gonna be a lot of um, fighting back with humans because human interaction is just our nature to desire that I mean I think that's why Anchor is so popular now because we actually get to hear the different pitches and tones and inflections in other people's voices that we know we're speaking to a human being and another individual Even though they might be miles and miles away, we can hear and confirm that we're speaking to another individual with human feelings, human interactions. When you put bots into play, you know, how many people have gotten so pissed off because when they're on the phone, customer service is a bot and they have such frustrating times with that experience. So I think there's going to be a little setback if bots come into fully integrated with software development.
4: The uh, thing that's kind of weird to discover is that actually the uh, customer satisfaction rates with uh, applications like this are actually higher uh, generally than they are with human interaction. So the bot actually does a better job and takes care of the customer better than the human could in these cases. I am Tzvi.
1: Yeah, actually, I don't think it is weird that the customer satisfaction is higher with bots in certain areas. You know, unfortunately, some of the folks you interact with in customer service uh, read from scripts, right? So if they read from scripts rather than give you an answer that requires uh, thinking or um, some insight that the computer cannot generate, then why not just let the computer do it? And, you know, I like the voice of my navigator in the car. I don't mind to get a nice a voice a voice generated by a computer on the other side as long as my interaction is an effective interaction. I don't, I don't mind that at all.
4: Svi, you bring up a very good point that, that voice... In the navigation system is is very reassuring, and uh, um, it telling me I have 800 feet before I turn right. Sometimes is uh, done in a much kinder, gentler tone than my wife might use. <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, like I said, uh, somewhere along the line, uh, it's perfect spelling, uh, always please, always thank you, my pleasure happy to help. All those things that, uh, come sometimes, uh, in a too difficult manner from we as humans always get completed with that, with that bot. And so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it does a better job than, than the human can in many cases. There's also that point where, where the human obviously has to be involved, but, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely something that works in many, many instances.
0: You've been listening to Anchor, To join the conversation you just heard, go to anchor.fm to download the app or find us in the app store. Thanks for listening.